Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Gerke. You know what today's about. It's college football, or actually college sports Tuesday. Now, normally, you know, for those that are new to this show, what I do on Tuesday is, I, at least this time of year, I reveal the top 25 for all my listeners and give you my thoughts on how the final four would play out if they had to play on a field today. But that won't get revealed until 9 Eastern, 6 o'clock out west. And I don't necessarily have the patience to wait. But I will give you my predictions for how it'll play out. And here's what it'll be. The top eight will stay the same. That's really it. If you look at... I'm opening it up now because I was reading the... I was reading through the stories and, you know, Deion Sanders is saying I don't want to, you know, I don't hear any of that when people are asking him about the Texas A&M job, which by the way, I know I didn't get to yesterday, but for my Texas A&M fans, while I'm opening up this app, who do you want as your head coach? If you want Dion, good luck. If you want... I mean, who? Who do you really want to replace Jimbo? I know Jimbo has had an iffy time trying to recruit. And he hasn't really had much success after the 2020 COVID season. But, really? You're, you're firing him now to get a head start on the coaching carousel. But you won't. The coaching stuff won't start until right after Christmas. You know, the coaching carousel and all the... That's why these bowl games don't mean anything either. It's because all these coaches basically leave right before these bowl games. And then you're like, oh, oh, you know. So, I don't know why Texas A&M fired Jimbo. You know, the athletic director says his... Their program is in neutral. Like the football program's in neutral. They're not really going anywhere. They're like the fifth or sixth best team in the SEC, especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year. I, I just don't see where Texas A&M goes from here. I don't know who they want. So if you're an alumni of Texas A&M or a booster, please explain to me why you think this is an okay move because I I don't get it. Plus, you have to have that huge buyout that I read yesterday, where it's about like a hundred and sixty-something million dollar buyout for Jimbo's contract, where it's up front for sixty days, and then after that, he gets paid seven million a year up until twenty thirty-one. Like, huh? That's called bad financial management. But anyway, back to my regularly scheduled program. Um, Again, the playoff poll won't be revealed till 6 o'clock here out west. And my prediction as far as how the poll will look, it's going to stay as I'm reading right now. There, it won't. The top eight won't change. Georgia will stay at one, Michigan at two. Oh, wow, no, I think it's... Oh, is this now? It did get revealed today. Oh, shit. It really did get revealed today. 
Wow. All right. So never mind. Here it is. Um, Georgia at one, Michigan at two, Ohio State three, and Florida State still at four. Washington's at five. Oregon at six, A&M at seven, and Alabama at eight. Hold on, I want to double check that before I give you my thoughts. Just making sure of something. Yeah, it's... Those rankings are out now, so if you're waiting for it to be revealed on TV, you just got it here on the Austin Audit Podcast. But anyway, back to the reading. Uh, Oklahoma, Alabama at 8, Louisville at 9, Oregon State at 10, Missouri at 11, Penn State at 12, Ole Miss at 13, Oklahoma at 14, LSU at 15, Utah at 16, Tulane is the highest group of five. They might Holding on to that title for a while there at 17. James Madison at 18. Arizona at 19. Notre Dame at 20. Tennessee at 21. North Carolina at 22. K-State at 23. Oklahoma State at 24. And Liberty rounds it out at 25. Now again, since this poll did get revealed, I can actually give you my thoughts now. The top four, again... No surprise whatsoever. Um, again, it's in Washington's hands as far as making it to the college football playoff. They have to win out. Although, and this is why I also call them soft picks. Because I do believe, because Oregon State's at 10. They've made the jump into a top 10 team. They're very scary. They actually have the resume that could actually match... Both Oregon, well, Oregon, Washington, and Florida State together. Maybe they don't have the resume of Alabama, but if you look, their best wins were Utah, Colorado, which looks awful now, but Utah, Colorado, and believe it or not, and I'm going to make this pick now. This might be the only hard pick I'd make right in the middle of the week. Take Oregon State. I've been, I know I was wrong with the one pick with Utah over Washington, but that game was way more high scoring and way more competitive than it should have been with Washington and Utah. I I expect the same thing. DJU to me. Could make a Heisman case. I know Michael Penix has. And right now, if I had to have a vote, he would be the Heisman Trophy winner right now. But then again, I live out on the West Coast and most of this media does not care about West Coast teams. They don't. So, if I did, I would add Michael Penix to the list. But... I believe Oregon State will pull off the upset. I think that's the only hard pick I have so far. I'm taking the Beavers at home over Washington. Otherwise, I mean, Florida State, they might win out and still get in, but their resume is not that impressive. They've beaten Clemson. They beat Miami, who had to go to a backup QB, who ended up, you know, when you get Taylor Van Dyke back in there, I, it didn't look pretty at all for the Canes. So, as far as the Seminoles are concerned, they're going to run the table in the ACC. 
they might sneak their way in. Again, Ohio State and Michigan looked impressive. Georgia really put a whooping on Ole Miss. I'm surprised Ole Miss is in the top 15, to be honest, after that beatdown last night. But, you know, Georgia's the number one team in the country for a reason. They haven't lost a game in two years. Yet, you know, we all have to do that. And despite Jim Harbaugh's suspension, the Wolverines are number two. Dis, you know, despite the fact that J.J. McCarthy did not throw a pass, I believe he didn't throw a pass in the second half against Penn State. And they still won by 11 points or 10 points or somewhere in that nature. But it's like, Michigan's that impressive? I mean, they ran the ball on Penn State, but as I, I even... Talked about this, you know, I, I even thought about this while I was watching that game on Saturday. Penn State, to me, is what Ole Miss is. Penn State is the Ole Miss of the Big Ten. They can win a bunch of games against everybody else. But when they play Ohio State or Michigan, they can't beat either. Sound familiar? Ole Miss, team in the SEC, right? They're the third best team in that division. Fourth if Auburn decides to play. Yet, they can never, you know, they have an exciting coach in Lane Kiffin. Penn State, good coach in James Franklin. Has the most wins of anybody in that conference. Yet, for some strange reason, Penn State can't beat Ohio State or Michigan. And yet, you want me to credit Michigan for going on the road? When you're the number two team in the country and you and you have one of the top backs in the country in Blake Horn, give me a break. I Michigan at two. It's a little iffy. Now Ohio State, I can say the exact same thing. You're beating a Michigan State team that the, the minute Mel Tucker got fired, that team went into the tank. In East Lansing, he went. They went into the tank and just lost. So, I don't know about Ohio State either. But in the hypothetical matchup that I'm playing here, take Georgia and take, you know, if you have Michigan and Ohio State, which is where it is right now, I would go with Ohio State. But then again, we still have Thanksgiving weekend to decide that matchup. So, it will come down to Thanksgiving weekend for both those teams. Now, whoever loses, they might actually not make it into the playoff. Because whoever loses between Michigan and Ohio State on Thanksgiving weekend... Does not have the resume of an Oregon, of a Washington. Actually, they have the same resume as Washington. But pretty much that's it. And Florida State. So you're going to take a Michigan team that now is accused of sign stealing over a team like Florida State that has basically flown under the radar all year long? That's debatable. But... That's my thoughts on the playoff. Those got released. In fact, they are out now. I hope I'm right on that one. 
but they are there. They're ready to go. Again, your top four remains the same. Georgia one, Ohio State two. Yeah, Georgia one, Ohio State two, uh, Michigan at three. Or no, it's the other way around. Georgia one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, Florida State at four, and then the other three on the other four on the outside looking in have been the same four all since the playoff poll got revealed two weeks ago. You have Washington at five, Oregon six, Texas at seven, and Alabama at eight. Those are still your top eight on the outside looking in, but of course. The one solid pick I'm going to make, and yet I got off track for that, but trying to make sure that those are actually accurate. But my top pick for this weekend, if it does change, hmm, maybe it will change over the night. If it does, I'll come on the show tomorrow and retract. But again, my one hard pick I'm going to make for this weekend right now, and it is my upset special, I'm going with, where is that one? Uh, all the way down. Where is? Wow. Uh, trying to make. I'm trying to find Washington and Oregon State. I swear I saw that thing in here somewhere. But I'm going through the list multiple times just to make sure I'm not getting duped here. But it looks like I might be. Hold on. Okay, yeah, there it is. Uh, Washington, Oregon State, again, odds are courtesy of ESPN Bet. Oregon State, favorite at home, minus 2.5. That's a low, low home favorite, but this is going to be my upset pick of the week. No question about it. Take the Beavers at home. I know they're a home favorite, but it is very tiny, and anything under three points for me is not a... It's not really a strong favorite. So it's a toss-up in my opinion. But I'm going to go with Oregon State at home. I think DJU will have a better game for Michael Penix. And the national title hopes for Washington will end in Corvallis. I'll go with Oregon State over Washington. That is my upset pick of the week. Uh, speaking of picks, I know NFL fans you are like, what the heck? You're saving us for your uh, hierarchy report. Well, or your audit report. Well, hold on a second. I want to get through all those, but hopefully those pick those polls are actually accurate. If not, I'll be on the air tomorrow and if they are inaccurate, I'll be on the air tomorrow. But again, those are my predictions for the top 8. And again, if the top 4 remain the same, same goes for here as well. Whether I have to retract it tomorrow or not, that remains to be seen. But speaking of picks, before I wrap up the show with the NFL stuff, let me get to the picks now. A lot of in-progress games 
Uh, yeah, the Hornets over the Heat, 14 to 11 right now. Hawks beating the Pistons, 18 to 11. Pacers beating the Sixers, 14 to 8. So those are the three games underway right now. Uh, all of them are in the first quarter, and none of them have a line. So I'm just gonna straight pick these three. I'll take the Heat over the Hornets, the Hawks over the Pistons and the Sixers over the Pacers. Now, for the games that haven't tipped off yet, this is where the picks will come in. Take the Warriors plus two and a half and take the Nuggets minus four and a half. I'm surprised that line's very low, and I do find it hilarious that the Clippers have not won a game since they traded for James Harden. I do think that trend's gonna continue. I'll go with the Nuggets minus four and a half. That's the easy win there. And then if you want a third pick, let's go all the way down. Take the Lakers minus six and a half at home. So those are your winners again. Lakers minus six and a half, Warriors plus two and a half, and the Nuggets minus four and a half. Again, these odds courtesy of ESPN odds. With, or ESPN bet. With that, let's go ahead and jump to the NHL. And then I'll wrap it up with the the NBA. Or not the NBA, the NFL, sorry. Way too many acronyms. Uh, Bruins, Sabres tied at 0-0. Same with the Flyers and the Canadiens and the Golden Knights and the Capitals. Penguins are beating the Blue Jackets 1-0. So again, for the games that are in progress, I'm just going to go through the board. I'm going to take the Bruins over the Sabres. Flames over the Canadians and the Golden Knights over the Capitals. And the Penguins, I believe, will hold on over the Blue Jackets. But as far as the games that still have yet to be played, take the Ducks over the Predators. Nashville is minus 185 on the money line, but go with the Ducks plus 185. <sighs> go with the Lightning over the Blues, a big road game for the Lightning Probably the prime matchup tonight on a Tuesday. So take the Lightning over the Blues and go with the Panthers over the Sharks. So Lightning minus 130 on the money line and go with Florida minus 280 on the money line. If you're looking for specific scores, go back to the Lightning over the Blues 4-2 and go with the Panthers 5-1 over the Sharks. But the big one there... Take the Lightning 4-2 over the Blues. That's your big one there. Now let's see. Oh yeah, I'm running. I'm running into it. So as far as my NFL fans, here is your audit report for this week. Heading in to week number 11 in the NFL season. I mean, as far as the Monday Night Football game, I'm not touching that too much. You all saw it. 20, what was it? Like tw 18, 22 to 18 or some weird score like that. 24-22 was the final score. But really, you know the story of the game. It wasn't Russell Wilson being spectacular. He was efficient. He did not turn the ball over. It was really only a bad fumble on Cortland Sutton's part. But really, the key to Monday night's game was turnovers. Four turnovers for the Bills. Really, it was five if you count turnover on downs. But four turnovers for the Bills. Two picks from Josh Allen. 
and a 12-man on the field penalty that helped Denver win the game. Just way, way, way too many mistakes for Buffalo. So what do you do when your team screws up? You blame your offensive coordinator when it wasn't your offensive coordinator that threw the three interceptions. It wasn't your offensive coordinator that fumbled on the very first play of the game. But you want to fire Ken Dorsey? Knock your socks off. It's a bad idea for the Bills. I do think, I don't care, because they still have to play... They still have to play the Cowboys. I still, you know, the Bills still have to play the Eagles. They have to play the Cowboys. It's, it's not going to go well either way for the Bills at all. I still believe they could win the AFC East, but Miami's going to have to, you know, the calendar has turned to November. It doesn't cool off in Florida, but it cools off everywhere else. So expect that offense in Miami to slow down a little bit. You know, that's the only reason I still hold on hope for uh, Buffalo. It's because of Miami's inability to actually keep that offense going in the middle of the week. So that's my take on the Monday night game. With the time I have left, I'm going to go through rapid fire and kind of give a quick summation of the audit report. Uh, the top 10 goes as follows. Eagles 1, Chiefs 2, Niners at 3. They've woken up back into the top 5 after a beatdown of Jacksonville. I kind of see where it's coming back a little bit. So Niners at 3, Cowboys at 4, Lions at 5, Bengals still at 6 despite... The last second lost to Houston. Seven is at Baltimore. Eight, Jacksonville. Nine is Minnesota. And ten, believe it or not, even though we're four and five, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's your top ten in the audit report. The reason I have Philly over Kansas City, simple. We're going to find out how well these two teams play each other on Monday night. And right now, who's playing better going into that game? Right now, it's Philly. So you go with the hot hand. I've ridden the hot hand. I'm taking the Eagles over the Chiefs. And yet, I haven't even made the picks for this week yet. But that's where I'd be going right now. But there's your audit report. And with that, I'm logging off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Oh, I forgot about college basketball, but I don't think I have time. Yeah, I don't have that much time. So, college basketball fans, I completely apologize for leaving you guys off the show. I'll come back tomorrow. I completely apologize, but I'm going to log off. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, you can listen to the show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreaser, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, or SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get this podcast. To watch this show, you got to do it on Rumble.com or download the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Once you do that, search for the username ADGERKE, that's A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E, again, that's A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E, 
on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have all 604 episodes of this lovely show. Like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the algorithms. And speaking of algorithms, you can follow this show on the Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast. The Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can follow me personally at Austin underscore Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. And for non-show related content, you can follow me on Instagram at AustiSpamonti. That's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. And with the time I have left, congratulations to Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll for winning their respective Rookie of the Year awards as the baseball as the baseball writers of America are revealing their awards. Manager of the Year is tonight, and then you'll have the Cy Young Award winners tomorrow. And then you're going to have the coronation of the MVP for the American League, which is Shohei Otani. And then hopefully on the National League side, it will be Ronald Acuna Jr. But with that, I'm logging off. Again, college basketball fans, I completely apologize. I will get to you guys tomorrow. But with that, I've been your host, Austin Gerke. This has been the Austin's Audit Podcast, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.